Welcome to the BT360 podcast, What's Up in Business Travel, a weekly podcast where we update you on what's up this week in the world of business travel. This podcast is great for those who need to know what's happening all in less than 15 minutes. My name is Ash. Let's get started. It is Monday, October 25th, and we have completed week 42 of 2021. As a reminder, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. UK time, we are hosting a room to discuss all the updates and business travel that I give you on this podcast. The cool thing about this is that you can bring your own updates, and we make the room interactive and full of discussion and comments. You can get all the details of how to join us on businesstravel360.com slash clubhouse. Now, let's get to the headlines. Marriott International made hundreds of millions of dollars by charging resort fees. This comes from unsealed documents from the Washington, D.C. Attorney General's ongoing lawsuit against the company. D.C. Attorney General Carl Rayson first sued Marriott in 2019 for hiding the real price of a hotel room through the practice of resort fees, an added price on daily rates that does not show online. These fees even charged on non-resort locations under other names like amenity or destination fees are a industry practice owners love as a way to boost revenues and profits. Guests, of course, look at it as a bait-and-switch tactic. Marriott made at least $206 million from the practice just from its self-managed resorts since 2012. This is according to depositions from the ongoing lawsuit. The company made $17 million from the practice in 2019. The lawsuit accuses Marriott of withholding these additional fees, which can range anywhere from $9 to $95 per day from the displayed rate on its own website as well as online travel agency websites like Expedia. But the latest documents from the lawsuit also reveal how Marriott leaders knew how it was important to continue hiding these fees. Jet fuel prices are rising to levels not seen since before the COVID pandemic, and it's set to drive up airfares. This is according to United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby. He added that higher jet fuel prices lead to higher ticket prices. Ultimately, that's passed on through to the customer. United forecast average fuel costs of $2.39 a gallon in the fourth quarter when it expects a surge in bookings from the end of the year holidays. That's up from $2.14 a gallon in the third quarter and $2.02 on average it paid in the fourth quarter of 2019. Delta Airlines last week also warned of more expensive fuel will squeeze its bottom line in the fourth quarter. Optimistic signs of return and tangible recovery in the business travel sector could be seen over the last month. In the latest poll from GBTA, 52% of industry respondents reported more optimism compared to September. October also saw an increase to 66% of those polled who said that their companies are allowing non-essential domestic travel and in a high for the year, 42% international travel. 74% indicated support for the opening of U.S. borders with the required protocols with 7 in 10 expected an increase in international travel over the next six months as a result. The October operational collapse that forced Southwest to cancel more than 2,400 flights and delay nearly 5,000 over the four-day cost the airline an estimated $75 million. The figure includes expense related to customer refunds and gestures of goodwill. Meanwhile, with Southwest still struggling with inadequate staffing, the airline has reined in its flying plans for the fourth quarter. After flying just 2% less capacity than 2019 in the third quarter, Southwest now plans to fly 8% fewer seat miles in the fourth quarter. Now in news related to changes in travel due to the pandemic. 
clear, the secure ID platform that allows users to skip lines at airport security is now letting Orlando travelers make reservations ahead of time for airport security. Just over a decade since the service debut at the same airport, Clear is now offering reservation lane powered by Clear at the Orlando International Airport, giving users the chance to reserve a lane slot for their party ahead of time. The service comes at no additional cost for Clear users and simply works by reserving the time through the Clear website and then scanning a QR code that comes with a confirmation email at Orlando Security Checkpoint. That QR code will allow them to go through Clear's fast lane right to the TSA security and screening. Starting next month, international travel will finally be back on the table in Victoria, Australia. Victoria is roaring ahead with its reopening schedule following the lead of New South Wales in welcoming back vaccinated Australians from November 1st with no quarantine requirement. Anyone aged 12 and over flying into Melbourne will need to be double vaccinated and return a negative COVID test within 24 hours from their flight. Travelers will also be tested after flying into Victoria. The U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention is upping its travel warning for Singapore to the highest tier, Level 4, urging travelers to avoid visiting the city-state. Singapore last week announced it would open its travel vaccinated lane program to several new countries, including the U.S., this week, enabling fully vaccinated travelers to visit without quarantine if they follow testing protocols. While Singapore reports its vaccination rate at about 82%, it has seen a spike in COVID-19 cases in recent weeks, leading the CDC to warn of a very high level of COVID-19 in Singapore and a risk for even fully vaccinated travelers to catch and spread COVID-19 variant. Reversing a position announced earlier this month, Southwest Airlines will not place on unpaid leave employees who have requested but not received by December 8th an exemption to the airline's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. CBC said Southwest confirmed its report, which indicated that Southwest SVP of Operations and Hospitality and Chief People Officer Julie Weber on October 15th sent the employees a letter that said they can continue to work even if their request for a medical or religious exemption was not provided by December 8th. Previously, the airline had indicated that all such exemptions will need to be improved by that date for employees to avoid unpaid leave. And now in news related to the return to travel. Qantas is pushing up the restart of more of its international routes, launching a new route to India, and plans to bring back its full workforce six months earlier than planned, the airline announced. The Australian airline is starting service from Sydney to Delhi, pending Indian government approval three times per week on December 6th, with service increasing to daily by the end of the year. The service Qantas's first commercial service to India in more than a decade will be on the Airbus A330 aircraft and will include a stop in Darwin in the Sydney to Delhi leg only. Qantas plans to operate that route through March 2022 and continue if there is sufficient demand. The FAA has moved forward with the long-anticipated proposal to increase the required rest period between ships for flight attendants to 10 hours. The proposal, which is championed by flight attendants unions, comes pursuant to a congressional mandate in the October 2018 FAA Reauthorization Act, which had called for the DOT to write a 10-hour rest period into the federal code within 30 days. Under current negotiations, the airline can require a flight attendant to work a 14-hour shift and then return to work for another 14-hour shift after nine hours off, in some cases only after eight hours. The public will have 60 days to comment on the proposal after it is published in the Federal Register. If the rule becomes final, the airlines will have to comply within 30 days. 
Southwest Airlines has modestly trimmed its capacity plans following its operational changes in recent weeks, even as the airline reports improved demand, including from its corporate travel customers. For the third quarter, Southwest pursued an aggressive capacity plan nearing its pre-COVID-19 levels in terms of available seat miles. At the same time, Southwest staffing fell below plan, which was a major factor in the operational issues during the quarter, culminating with a weekend of more than 2,000 cancellations earlier this month due to the cascading effects of weather and the air traffic control stop in Florida. World of Hyatt will be introducing peak and off-peak award pricing for bookings as of October 26, 2021 and for stays as of March 1, 2022. Under the structure, there will be three points redemption values. Off-peak, fewer points will be required during off-peak times starting at 3,500 points per night. Standard, points required during standard redemption periods will follow today's point requirements starting at 5,000 points per night. And peak, this is when the hotels are the busiest, more points will be required for a free night starting at 6,500 points per night. With these changes, we're seeing peak and off-peak redemption rates introduced for free night redemptions for standard rooms, club rooms, standard suites, premium suites. On top of that, this variable pricing will also be introduced at all inclusive properties, including Merivale. Hilton Honors Gold and Hilton Honors Diamond members ordinarily receive complimentary upgrades subject to availability at check-in. Hilton Honors is improving how these upgrades are processed when possible. Hilton will now notify elite members of their complimentary upgrades 72 hours prior to arrival. Eligible members will receive an email and the Hilton Honors app push notification alerting them of the upgrade. Once received, if the hotel offers digital check-in, members can choose the specific room within that category up to 36 hours prior to arrival. Delta Airlines this fall will increase its capacity out of New York City by 25% compared with the summer with 100 additional daily departures out of LaGuardia and JFK airports. The capacity is meant to meet the significant demand for business and international travel going into next year. This is according to Delta Senior Vice President of Network Planning. Last week, the airline reported that business travel demand has been growing since Labor Day, reaching just under 50% of pre-pandemic levels earlier this month. United Airlines expects that international capacity next year will be 10% higher than it was in 2019. The airline cited a rebound in premium leisure demand, increasing business demand, international border reopenings in Europe, and indications of loosening restrictions in some Asia-PAC markets for its bullish international plans. The plan will capitalize on already improving international margins and United's ideally situated coastal hubs that have powered the airline's recent success in launching new routes to Africa and India. United expects its overall capacity in 2022 to be 5% higher than 2019, with domestic capacity roughly equal to what it flew in 2019. Low-cost airline EasyJet is set to open its first airport lounge in partnership with Number One Lounges on October 21st. The jointly branded The Gateway by EasyJet and Number One Lounges is located at Gatwick's Airport's North Terminal near the Number One Lounge and can be booked in advance through the airline's partnership with Holiday Extras or on its own website. Passengers can also book on the day of travel with a range of one, two, or three-hour packages available from 18 pounds. The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, ACCC, has told a federal court that hotel comparison site Trivago should be fined at least $90 million for misleading consumers about hotel rates. The penalty hearing for the online travel company is currently before Justice Mark Moshinsky. 
after Trivago failed to overturn a court ruling last year, at which time stated the Expedia-owned brand had breached Australian consumer law when it knowingly tricked users into believing the most visible search results were the best value. If a penalty in the vicinity of $90 million were to be handed down, it would make it one of the highest ever imposed in Australia for a breach of consumer laws, a justifiable amount in the view of Tim Begbie, representing the ACC, who said Trivago's conduct was careful and calculated. And now in some technology news. Hilton Hotels has announced the rollout of a series of technology upgrades that will be implemented across the company's 18 brands, including a digital key that can be used by more than one guest per room. Hilton's digital key service is currently offered at more than 80% of the company's properties, and its new digital key share service will be rolled out at these hotels in the coming months. The new program works via the Hilton Honor smartphone application, and the primary guest will be able to share the digital key with up to four people who use the Hilton Honors app to access the key. Calling it the next evolution of a partnership, ISOS announced Thursday a deeper integration with off-channel booking data aggregator Traxo that eliminates steps required from travelers to communicating their trip itineraries. The integration will deliver real-time transmission of all travel itinerary data at the time of booking to ISOS, including off-channel bookings collected by Traxo. According to ISOS, Traxo is able to collect data from the client's various travel management companies and consolidate the data with off-channel bookings, sending it to ISOS in a single data feed. The Traxo technology will also capture trip cancellations and modifications and display consolidated data in a client dashboard and reporting tools. For companies that choose to address the carbon emissions associated with corporate travel, communicating information to the traveler at the point of sale has been a key travel management demand. Sydney-based Circo, whose Xeno product launched in 2017 and rolled out in North America in 2018, has incorporated a carbon-offsetting-oriented display in the booking workflow. Called Mission Zero, the new feature offers a comparative emissions calculation associated with different flights as well as among particular cabin choices on a single flight. It additionally offers the option to automate carbon offsetting processes through a number of environmental programs. And now in a special segment called Space News. Virgin Galactic on October 14th announced that it's postponing its flight-carrying members of the Italian Air Force on Unity 23 until next summer and beginning an enhanced program that will remove its vehicles from service for 8 to 10 months. Virgin Galactic had three more flights scheduled, Unity 23, 24, and Unity 25. Virgin Galactic said it aims to start commercial service with the Unity 25 mission in the fourth quarter of 2022. With that, thank you for joining us, and I would like to ask you to tune in again next week on Monday morning to get your weekly update. We hope you will make this a regular part of your week and listen in while you're on the move or sitting back and sipping your coffee. You can subscribe to this business travel podcast by searching Business Travel 360 on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeart, Pandora, or Spotify. Be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know so that they may also benefit from getting to know more about what's up in business travel. You can always find more information on businesstravel360.com. Have a great day and travel well.